What up, what up, what up, what up? It's the Queasy Man here, and we're back for another episode on the Never Broken Podcast. So, I've <clears throat> been away for a little bit, guys. I apologize. I, um, I didn't have COVID, but I came down with what I called the flu um, last weekend. And I mean to tell you guys, I was I was down for the count. Um, I went to the Bedford game and, and saw them uh, a great game. They they played Richland. It was a great game. And then about three quarters way of the game, I just started feeling like not not so good at all. And ended up when we, when he came home, and I ended up laying around on the couch feeling sorry for myself the next few days, which hey, I I admit it. Um, Took a COVID test, tested negative, but um, still was down, <laughs> was down under the weather. Um, so, so I do, I do apologize, guys. I do, but hey, I'm back. I've recovered, R and R, little rest and recovery, and I'm back. You know, and and that's the main thing, right? It's getting to come back. Um, you know, it's getting putting yourself out there and able to come back. You know, we're gonna fail, we're gonna fall. But I'm back, man. I'm back better than ever. A lot of exciting news. My Notre Dame, my Irish go Irish beat Wisconsin 41-13-41. Woo, they beat that ass. They whipped that ass is what they did. Um, Brian Kelly is now the all-time winning coach, winningest coach at Notre Dame. 106, 106 wins. Let's give him a round of applause, please. And um, moving in the right directions, 4 0. Um, got a tough second half of the schedule coming up. Got Cincinnati next week. They got USC coming up at the end of the month, which I'm going to be in attendance live. So big things are happening. Big things are happening. Um, you know, normally I start out at the high school level and then go to college, but, you know, kind of started out a little bit different today. Um, I don't know what Tussie Mountain is doing. I really don't. Um, you know, they lost 64 to 22 to Wimber. Um, and, you know, people are like, well, why are we playing Wimber and, and, and this and that? And that? Well, that's because when, you know, Williamsburg had to fold up and, you know, they had to add a team. Um, and another thing, you know, you know, that people like to do, listen, Wimber is on top of the mountain. I get it. But they're not the fucking David and work a lot, you know, or, or however you want to be. I mean, they're a small school, just like, you know, Everett, Bedford, you know, they're a little bit bigger than Tussie, but I, I know they're, they're made out to be this juggernaut and this giant. And, um, you know, they're not really all of that. They're, they, they're really not all of that. One of the things that, that I tell people all the time is we played them. And when I, when I played, you know, they're not all that, you know, they're not, um, so, you know, it's just one of those things. You know, not all that. Um, I think at Tussie Mountain, I'm going to be honest with you, we, we don't have good assistants that know the game. Um, our assistant coaches do not have enough football education to be able to dissect things offensively and defensively. Head coach knows what he's doing. But, you know, if, if he's the only one, then what, you know, you, you know what I'm saying. So that's some food for thought. And I, and I voice my opinion. Um, um, I really do. I voice my opinion. I don't think we have the right coaches at Tussie. I said it. Um, Assistant-wise, you have guys on the sidelines that are running around with clipboards and their visors, and and, and they they look the part. They look like little Joe Paternos, but they don't know anything other than power eye football. If you start running a complex offense towards them, wing tee, spread, pistol, flex bone, wishbone, 
things like that. If you start running something complex, coaches don't understand it. And if you don't understand it as a coach, how can you understand it as a player? Um, Tassie Mountain, shame on you. Shame on you for not holding our coaches to a higher standard. You know, I uh, and you know, a lot of people say, Hey man, why are you bitter and this and that, please? You know, listen, I'm not bitter. I've offered and volunteered, wanted to help, but I've always been turned away. And um, you know, I, I'll put it out there. I was I was very I was good. I was one of the best defensive ends, if not the best defensive end that ever come out of that school. Very bold statement. But people that know their worth and know what they possess make bold statements. Um, anybody that would like to argue with me, you're more than welcome to come sit on the show. Great. You know, you know what I'm saying? You're more, you're more than welcome. I was one of the best defensive end, if not the best one to ever come out um, of that high school. But it does, it's not just me that they shy away. They shy away anybody that's been in trouble and things like that. And I get that, you know, you don't want criminals coaching your team. You don't want a drug addict being the head coach. But, you know, people fucking make people make mistakes. Pardon me, F-bomb. And they change their life. Why not have somebody that's been down that bad road that's changed their life for the better? Why not have them come in and, and touch touch those kids and and share the wisdom? And, hey, this is what's really going to happen. Those real-life lessons on to our kids. They don't want it. And, you know, and they had a good coach there. They did with Coach S. They, and, and they said he was too hard on the kids. He was this, he was that. And, and you forced the guy to go somewhere else. And now look what he's doing to a program. You know, you know what I'm saying? So those are some of the things that, that you got to look at, you, you know, that you have to. And, you know, move on. But shame on you, Tussie Mountain. Shame on you. And, you know, it's the, we have a lot of talent at Tussie and we could win. We've got to start diagnosing the talent and, and learning how to win. You know, learning how to win. So... That was kind of a little eh, quick, quick one, you know, but something I want to talk tonight is about is, you know, is tackling the demons. Okay. You know, how to, you know, and this is something that I don't, I don't think you can go on Google and, and type it in and it's going to give you the answers. And when I say tackling the demons, I mean, there's how do we tackle the things that we do wrong? or we do that we know affects us in a negative way. You know, maybe some, for some of you, it's public speaking. You know, may, maybe you're you're afraid to, to speak in front of a small groups, large groups. Maybe that, you know, that's, you don't like to do that. You, you don't like to do it or it's one of your fears, but in order for you to grow, you have to learn how to overcome that. You know, um, it could be a number of things, you know, but how do you get past it? How do you get to that point and get past it? You know, how do we get past our fears is, is per se. You know, if you, if you want to say that, you know, how, how do we get past our fears and learn how to, you know, do those things? You know, how, how do we? And it's a simple answer right through it. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. That's about choke. You heard... And it's run right through the son of a bitch. Go right at it. Or him, her, whatever it may be. And it didn't mean the her part, don't you know. Um, but if your fear is, you know, you don't like standing up in front of people and speaking, but yet you're going down the road to where you want to be the leader of the group and or you want to become a manager at the store or, or whatever it may be, 
you know, eventually you're going to have to speak in, in front of people. And it's getting yourself composed and being able to do it, whatever it may be. I mean, you know, it may be taking math again. You know, you're going for your GED and, and your subject that you struggle with the most is math. But in order to get the GED, you've got to get past the math section. What Whatever it, it, it is that bothers you, that is one of your weaknesses that you would like to overcome, you have to go right at it. You have to. I've never believed in dodging the bullet and, you know, just, you know, let's, let's talk around it or, 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 or whatnot. Got to go straight at it and you've got to go right at it and you've got to come up with a plan and to go right at it. Don't live your life, you know, worried about the things that you can't control, but also why do you want to, why do you want to live your life and be defined by something that you know that you can overcome? You know, one of the things that I was very, very, very self-conscious about was coming out as an addict and telling people and telling my story. I, I was. Um, I, I used to worry, you know, well, you know, this person doesn't know that, hey, I used to be hooked on drugs. I used to be addicted to pills and, and things like that. And I don't even want to tell them about my past because they're going to start to look at me different. And, and it's it's scary. It's gives you anxiety and you, and it's true because there are people out there that uh, they, they meet you, they get along with you, but they find out something from your past and all of a sudden they, they start to change how they think of you, which is really, you know, uh, immature on their part because the past is what makes us who we are. The past is, you know, that's the past. That's who we were. Keyword were had been done past tense. And that's not the presence. But whatever it is, you have to go straight at it to overcome it. And when it's done and over, and you have obliterated that obstacle, you have ran right through it, and it's no longer an obstacle when you put it behind you, you tend to look back at the things and think how silly they were. But we all have fears as human beings. I think that that's part of being a human. Having fears, worries, not being good at something that we want to be good at, whatever you know, things like that. But it's our us as human beings. It's our job as people to grow and to learn, to understand. And I think that part of adapting, growing is is running through those obstacles. It's getting through those hard times. It's saying, you know what, I'm going to start standing up in front of the group and speaking because public speaking is my fear. I'm going to start doing that. Or maybe it's, hey, you know, to, I, I, I work with, you know, a group and they all speak Spanish. Nobody speaks English that good. So maybe you want to learn Spanish. And, and maybe, you know, you're embarrassed to speak Spanish in front of somebody that, you know, that that's what they speak. Whatever it may be. Whatever that setback, not the, it's not a setback, whatever is holding you back, the only way to overcome it is to be methodical about it, but also to go right at it. You know, it's just like being on offense and the team's running a, a defensive blitz package and they're bringing a lot of pressure to the backfield. Your job is, is you've got to come up with a way and stop it and still be able to score points whenever.
you know, I don't judge anybody for going after their 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 demons, the things that their fears, I should say, things that they feel hold them back as a person. I love it when people overcome their fear. It's one of the greatest things. It's one of the greatest joys seeing somebody truly overcome their fear. And how do you overcome your fear? It's dealing with it head on, running at it straightforward, but having a plan when you meet it, this is what I'm going to do. Not just, oh, we're going to brute and bust every, you know, no, it's having that plan. I believe by going straight after something, you know, it's it's like going after a person that there's an issue with and you feel that they have an issue or whatever. You know, confrontation is great. I, I love it. And I, I'm going to steal this quote from Mike Krzyzewski because me, confrontation simply means meaning the truth straightforward. Coming out and saying to somebody, hey, I heard you said you didn't like the project that I did when I made. Why? Instead of dancing around, be an adult about it. You can be professional. Maybe that's your setback. You're worried because Tom made, you know, you had heard Tom made a comment about the project that you want to do and, and, and the exercise and how you want to do it. And maybe your job, not job, but maybe you need to go to Tom and simply ask Tom, hey, Tom, I didn't hear you say this, but somebody else said that you think you don't like this project. You don't like the way it's going. Is that true? And if they say, yeah, ask them why. Find out why. Maybe they don't understand it. Whatever it may be, you know, you know but deal with it. Deal with the issue. Deal with the problem straightforward. Don't put the problem aside and say, ah, I'll come back to it later. I, I, a lot of times what happens in my line of work, things will happen. And, and they'll normally happen within a sequence of events. And, and sometimes... You'll have a problem in this area, you'll have a problem in this area, you'll have a problem in that area. So let's say we have three problems, okay? And the best way that I've learned, and it's like, okay, if I deal with this little problem, straightforward, boom, dealt with it, made a decision, done, moving on, one less problem I have to deal with. We're going to deal with this one, boom, done. And I understand that there is should be an importance about it, you know. Uh, obviously, you're working on a, a project and, you know, to get a new customer and, you know, you've overheard that two or three of the teammates don't like it. They've, you know, that they're, they're, and you know that maybe they're not putting a hundred percent in because they don't, they don't like the project or they don't like the way it's going. Well, let's confront it. Let's nip that in the butt and be done with it because that's very important because if you continue to do all this work and, and you assign them tasks to do, and they're not going to do it. And they're not going to do it to the best of their ability. That's going to be detrimental to the team overall. Things like that. You know, that's an important thing. Now, uh, is it, do you need to call them up after work because you heard Steve didn't like the shirt you wore? No, maybe he didn't. Things like that live and move on. The, another thing, like I said, that I'm talking about is not just dealing with your demons, but also having a, an importance level of your issue. Don't don't get so caught up in in the bullshit, in this and that. Don't don't get caught up in it all the time. You know, realize what's important and what needs to be dealt with right then and there. Realize what's important, but not as important. It can be dealt with after, after this, things like that. Learn how to prioritize prioritize, as people tell me. 
as I've learned. If you're able to prioritize and you're able to say, nope, this is what I'm, this here has my presence and this thing here is going to have to wait till it's done. Whatever it may be, learn how to prioritize. Prioritize. Uh, it's a tongue twister for me. Learn how to. It's going to be be- It's going to be very good for your career and how you grow, it, not only in your career, but as a person. Learning how to prioritize. If we keep it simple and we keep our head down and we continue to walk forward, not in the hopes, but believe. You know, I heard something the other day that I really agreed with. And, and, and you know, it was Jimmy Johnson talking when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Now, don't don't quote on me on the fat on the time. Could I think it was this year, but maybe it was last year. But when Jimmy Johnson became the head coach of the Texas, the Dallas Cowboys, you know, everybody was saying there's no way they're gonna. They were the least picked team to win the Super Bowl that year. Blah 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 blah. And he said though, when he was coaching his players and he was making and he was coaching his coaches, he knew he believed that they could win the championship. He believed it. You see, when when you hope hope for something, it's like you have hope. Oh yeah, I, you know, or you're uncertain. The reason, you know, he talked about the laws of attraction, speaking things that are of your fruition. No, speaking, we will are we will win Super Bowl such and such in this year because I can visualize it. Mental visualization is very important. But Jimmy Johnson won back-to-back Super Bowls, okay? And number one, winning a Super Bowl is a, you know, is a hard task itself. Becoming a head football coach in the NFL is a hard task in itself. Being able to win a suit, make it to a Super Bowl in the NFL as a head coach is a hard task within itself. Being able to go... And win the Super Bowl, not once, but twice in the NFL as the head coach says something. Says something about the players and the coaches. Says something about the vision and the focus. And that's something that I've heard J.J. talk about a lot um, when he was on Fox and things like that. Picking up on those things is visualization. How he spoke. He spoke it. You know, he believed in that team. He believed wholeheartedly in that team. And they rewarded him with a national, you know, two Super Bowl champions. But he believed in them. And it wasn't just the size, the speed. It was also the way he coached. You know, I've talked to, uh, you know, not talked to, but I've listened to people that have played for Jimmy Johnson, like Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin. And one of the things that they say these great leaders do is the mental visualization and the mental preparation and how they speak. If you think of something, you say something, if you say something, you should be, and and you believe it, you should be able to feel it. And and that, to, to me, is very important. You know, so as we continue to strive and continue to go forward as young as adults and making it, one of the things that we have to do is learn how to overcome our fears and our obstacles. Have to. If not, we will be defined and we will be held back by them for better or worse times.
you know, and that that's just how I let it goes. You know. One of the things that, that I've had to learn in in my life would be patience. Patience is virtue. When I first started out doing this podcast, you know, I I was looking at starting a podcast. And when I wanted to start the podcast, yeah, I was not worried about what people would say. I was worried about viewers, this and that. But then I decided, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do it. I'm going to do it. Whether one person listens or not, I'm going to take that leap of faith and I'm going to do it. Not just for me, not just for me, but for people out there that are the underdog, people out there that have had it hard, that didn't have the best of everything. Life wasn't always in their corner. They all they didn't always win from a, in a life situation. I want to be a spokesperson for that person, and it, it's just been so amazing to see that come together and cultivate. Really, really is. And I am so appreciative and thankful for the fans. And I appreciate it. And I didn't know where else would be. And I can tell that we're going to continue to drive and continue to grow and continue to overcome our fears. Because that's what being a human being is. It's about falling down and getting dusting ourselves off, getting back up. That's what it's all about. I appreciate you guys listening to me. I appreciate your thoughts. I appreciate your opinions. I appreciate it. I want you guys to know how much I do appreciate it. And to keep driving. Continue to do what you're doing. Big things are coming to the Queasy Man podcast. Until next time, later, over and out.